Hello, and welcome to Jane's Learning Plans, a podcast with speech-language pathologist Jane Nur. Hello. Good morning. How is everyone today? So, way before we learned to speak, we learned to communicate. And that is a very important thing to consider when you're looking at your little child who is struggling to get his message across to you. And you're concerned that he's nonverbal and what am I going to do? Just keep in mind that he is communicating even if he's not speaking yet. So I've worked with uh, children over the years. Uh, Some of them have used augmentative communication. Some of them just learn to speak as they go. But the important thing was that even before they were speaking, they were communicating with me. They were communicating with their parents. It just took a little deciphering to figure out what it is they were trying to say. So today I want to talk some more about um, augmentative alternative communication and why it is important if your child is communicating uh, or struggling to get what he is communicating across to the people around him. Because sometimes it is we just are not understanding the um, what they are using or how they are using it. And we need to teach them and incorporate ways with them that uh, they are able to um, get their message across efficiently. Um, They may be using a sign to let you know something, but if you can teach them something that's more universal for that others, or that you are able to teach others what your child is using to communicate that message, it sure makes um, that process of asking, answering, expressing their feelings or whatever a lot easier if everyone around is using a similar um, way of communicating or everyone that's involved in the interaction understand what is being communicated. So there's a couple of myths that are um, around um, incorporating alternative and augmentative communication with your child. One myth is that introducing augmentative alternative communication with your child Um, will reduce the child's motivation to improve natural speech and will hinder language development. And this is a myth. So some of the research findings, and I'm going to kind of read some of them to you so that you can, uh, so that I don't misrepresent them, is that the use of AAC does not affect, hold on a second, The use of AAC does not affect motivation to use natural speech and can, in fact, help improve natural speech when therapy focuses on simultaneously on natural speech development and the use of AAC in a multimodal approach. And like I said, multimodal is that um, using different modes, that if a child is using sign or speech or various things, that is the... uh, what multimodal means. So I will be using it a lot. I tried to preface it so that anyone who is new to the live uh, can understand it, but I just wanted to let you guys know what that meant. So that study was done by Miller Light in Schosler 2006, and also that found uh, was found in Sydney, I mean, Sydney, Sadie, <laughs> Rosen, and Miller in 1991. So the research on this topic has been around for a while. 
So the next is that intervention for minimal, minimally, here, I need the speech therapist this morning, minimally verbal children, uh, school-aged children with uh, autism spectrum disorder that uh, included use of a speech generating device, increased spontaneous output and use of novel utterances compared with the same interventions that did not use a speech generating device. So a speech generating device is, uh, I use an iPad frequently, but there's also very high uh, high tech uh, options out there, but you push a button and it talks for the child. And so there's a voice output for them. Um, And that study was done in 2014 by Kasari et al. And then um, the other research finding behind uh, using AAC and how it does not decrease natural speech output is that uh, AAC can help decrease the frequency of challenging behaviors that may arise from frustration or communication breakdowns. And that one was done by Carr and Duran in 1985, Drager Light and McNaughton in 2010, and Miranda in 1997, Robinson and Owens in 1995. So the research is out there that shows that the use of alternative and augmentative communication does not decrease motivation and it does not hinder language development. In fact, it supports that it encourages um, novel utterances and independent uh, opportunities. Uh, <laughs> the child's independence at using verbal speech. So the next myth I want to talk about is, oh, and I'm getting all of this research off of uh, ASHA, which is the American Speech Language Speech Hearing Association. Um, and you can just go to ASHA.org and type in AAC and you there is free information um, for parents to uh gain this knowledge. So the next myth that uh, is uh, I want to talk about is that young children, and I'm talking preschoolers, are not ready for AAC and will not re- uh, require AAC until they reach school age. So that is like saying, um, hey, I want you to quit trying to communicate until you're in school. Well, we know that so much happens in those early years when it comes to developing communication and language and uh, all the great milestones that children go through before they ever hit school um, and learning opportunities that, and just opportunities in general that happens for a child before they even hit school age, that um, not giving them access to a way to communicate would be thoroughly unfair. And so some of the findings that um, support that uh, children prior to school age are ready to use uh, assistive or augmentative communication would be, um, there's three different findings I want to discuss. One of them is early implementation of AAC can aid in the development of natural speech and language and can increase vocabulary for children ages three and younger. And there was... uh, the one, two, three, four different studies on that. Like I said, you can um, pull up this information on ASHA.org. The next uh, 
Research finding is that AAC use with preschool age children has been associated with increased use of multi-symbol utterances and development of grammar. Um, for uh, And that is just huge. I mean, using AAC is like teaching a different language, but in the process you're developing uh, the English language. They're, you're de uh, developing interactions, which then develop... Uh, you get to model proper grammar use, which then they learn proper grammar use. Um, during play, you get to teach uh, concepts of pronouns in a simple, easy way where you're just modeling it. You're not going, okay, now say she, now say he, now push this button. No, it is just kind of, it becomes natural because this form, this multimodal uh, communication approach becomes natural for the child. And the uh, more you learn it, uh, and incorporate it into everyday activities, then um, it just becomes natural for you as a family. And then you're able to, because you become comfortable with it and you know it, to be able to share it with other people and show them how they can. So that by the time the child is school age and off to kindergarten, you are comfortable with the system that your child is using and are able to demonstrate it to the teacher and the other therapists that will be working with your child so that they're incorporating it into their everyday life. It's become very natural for the child by that point. So waiting is not helping the child. So the last uh, thing is that use, uh, augmentative alternative communication use can lead to an increase in receptive vocabulary in children. So it kind of goes along with what I uh, just previously said, that the more you incorporate this information uh, and opportunities at learning in, the more you're providing them, you're, you're giving them more language input because you guys are having that interaction in those communications. It's, um, you've probably been with people where it's like, okay, just it's tooth and nail to have a conversation with them. And it limits what you can introduce into the conversation and what you can receive from the conversation when <laughs> there is no conversation. And so think of that with your child. If um, you are becoming frustrated and the child is becoming frustrated because neither of you are understanding each other, the conversations end. The opportunities for learning stop. But when you start incorporating augmentative and alternative communication, you begin to understand more of what they're trying to say, but you're also providing more opportunities for learning to your child. So don't wait. If your child is struggling to communicate, start looking for ways you can develop uh, alternative communication. And it doesn't have to be the iPad or a speech generating device to start with. Those are wonderful, but it doesn't have to start there. And when I say multimodal, I don't mean, oh, that now I got the speech generating device. I don't have to use signs. I don't have to use pictures because your child is not going to take his iPad into the bathtub and bath time is a great time to build communication. So, um, and it's not always feasible to have that device with you. Um, I recommend having it with you at all times if you can, but sometimes it's just easier to say, uh, yes, no, I don't want that. Uh, all done than it is to pick up the device and push the button that says all done. If your kid can tell you, hey, I'm finished without having to use the device, that's perfect. And that's why I recommend and encourage a multimodal system. Uh, use whatever works for the child, make the child, uh, make it easy 
and make it functional because um, that's going to decrease the frustration and it's going to encourage and develop the communication. So in closing, I want to uh, remind you that AAC will not hinder speech. It will enhance. And no one is too young to begin using alternative and augmentative communication. If you have any questions about this topic or you want in more information, feel free to email me at jane at janeslearningplans.com. I am available. This is a topic of, um, I just see the importance of it. Um, a little, <laughs> you know, ideas and th thoughts jump in my head. So. Um, along the same line, some people think that, oh, once I start with the iPad, they're going to always use it. And this is a life sentence for some children. It is what they need for the rest of their life. But for a lot of children, especially when you start young, you can start developing that language. And before you know it, um, it may take a few years into elementary school, but then they're communicating on their own. So, um, Bottom line is do what works for the child, not um, and what works for you as a family. Really get to know your child and how they communicate and what is going to um, what they need in order to communicate in every situation. So and it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And it takes a lot of interactions with the parent and the child. So that is all I wanted to share today. I want you guys to have a great day. And don't forget you are amazing. Have a great one. Bye.